the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the show. Our show is all about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Remember, coming up here year-end right now, and uh, – Really, uh, it's important. Are you saving enough money for retirement? Are you, are you are you putting away a minimum of 10% plus the company match in your 401k, your 403b, your your company plans to get you where you need to be for for that retirement? And, and if if you're over the age of 50, that's when most people start really socking away the money for retirement. It, it, <laughs> that tends to be when they're making the most money. They've got a lot of bills paid off. They've got their house paid off. They've, they've got uh, – uh, it's just an easier time. And that, that's actually why the government gives you an extra $1,000 uh, to put away in your, in your different programs, uh, IRAs and things like that. It's, be, it's be, because they want you to, to put away that money. They, they want you to, uh, to save for the future. And so if you're not there – Take advantage of the year end to make the to make the changes. Some companies only let you make the changes at year end. So if if you're not there, uh, if, if you're not there now, uh, now's the time to sit there uh, and uh, and make those changes and and get there uh, for the new year. And so this is something, you know, I think we're going to kind of continue to see. Uh, keep in mind, uh, uh, this year you can put away $6,500 in an IRA, $7,500 if you're over 50. And by the way, it goes to $7,000 next year and $8,000 if you're over the age of 50. Now, those, those are a little separate from your 401k plan, but you've got to start saving money and putting it away year in. Now's the time to make the changes for the new year. So, again, uh, we've got a lot to talk about in the show. It seems like it just never ends on the Max Out Savings Show. We're going to be discussing some, uh, you know, what, what's happening in the world today, what to expect for the new year, where are we going to go next. And and looking out uh, over, for, you know, I, I think, you know, let, let's touch on it. I want to touch on a couple things today. It's really so much I want to talk about, but but – but but the if if you look at it uh overall 
uh, you know, where are we going to go in 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 twenty twenty four? And and I think that's some of the things we want to answer. I, I I think I think the big elephant in the room is really be <laughs> the election. I mean, I had some discussions last night on this, you know, that weren't pretty. And uh, the uh, the uh, you know. I, Understand this. This is the country is the most split it's been since before the Civil War. And, and ideally, you would have gone out and after the last election, where there, you know, there, there's a good portion. I, I think it's probably 25 percent of the country to be as generous as possible. Absolutely believes these elect election was stolen last time. Now, the problem with that is is. And throughout most times in the history of the United States of America, we, you know, they go, okay, well, look, we're going to make sure that never happens again. Uh, There was a riot at the Capitol, and, you know, we don't want that to happen, so we're going to sit there and make sure the elections are straightened out. They didn't do that. You know, they didn't, you know, require everyone in the country to have an ID. I mean, you have to have an ID for everything in the United States. I mean, it's almost getting to the point of ridiculousness with these IDs. I need an ID to see this, that. The only place you don't need an ID in the United States of America is at the voting booth in many states. And, And the problem this is running into is we have the most polarized country since the Civil War. We have an election that that you know, we all know is not going to go well next year. And we have a voting system, which is really suspect that 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 the government has said, look, oh, no, there was no problems with the election. We're not changing anything. When uh, I think if you poll the American people, I think it would go over 50 percent. There are problems with the elections. And, and so which is the absolute core democracy and that borders. But that's another story. So so what we're, we're seeing is, is so th- this is going to be a tumultuous time. So 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 this election is the story for next year on so many levels. Is it going to go well? Who's going to be elected president? Is it Biden? It's going to be Trump. It's going to be Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's you know, what are the policies are going to be? Is it you know, if one side gets elected, it's going to be more regulation, higher taxes. Uh, you know, uh, it, this new world order they're going to impose on the United States of America. If the other side gets in, yeah, I'm not sure you're going to have a whole lot lower taxes. I, I think the real the the real issue really is that the United States is becoming the most overregulated country in the world. Uh, it's just, you know, the regulations have just spiraled completely out of the control. And in many states, they can't even get anything built anymore. So those, those type of things. So, so what are we going to do? You know, higher interest rates, lower interest rates. So that, that that's one big story. But but the other way, the elections are, are also going to sit there and, 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 and play a role is, look, whoever's the party in office always wants things to look good right before the president election, the presidential election. They want the economy to do well. They want the stock market to be up. Everything is good. Nothing to see here. We've done a wonderful job. You know, uh, Joe Biden's out there crowing all over the place about the stock market. It, 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 they want to get inflation down, all, all these things. And uh, look, as I said, every party, every president does exactly the same thing. I, I think it's really been done on steroids this time. I think they've been incredibly shrewd about some of the things that they've done, uh, pushing up pushing up the elections, I mean, pushing up the stock market, basically pressuring the head of the Federal Reserve to talk dovish right before the end of the year so the stock market explodes higher, uh, so, so it looks good, good for, good for the president. Uh, 
It's been other things. It, to get inflation down, you know, what have they been doing? You know, th- this is the problem. How do I get inflation down? And, and I think this is not well understood by people because for the first time, you got there's 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 Wall Streeters and, and, and there, there's world class traders that that you know in 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 the lakes of George Soros in the White House. I mean, Soros' son has been there probably more than anybody. Uh, at all. I mean, I, I, I'm shocked how many times he's been up there, back and forth. Soros has been there because what they're doing is, look, we've got to set the table. He's a trader. So you go, look, we got to get inflation down. How do we get inflation down? So you look at the components of the various things and, and, and you try to figure out how you can jimmy those, adjust those things down. And oil is one of the bigger components. Well, what are you going to do? There's only so much oil out there, but you've got a big pool of oil in the strategic petroleum reserve that you can start selling down into to push inflation down. So they're, they're, they push down the inflation there. Some other things you can do is you can convince everyone that oil's going lower, for instance. So you, you drain the, the strategic petroleum reserve. Because remember, the idea is you want inflation down, inflation goes down, interest rates go down, the stock market goes up, Biden gets reelected. And don't kid yourself. These people are playing. They are playing for keeps. They're going to reorder the world. They're going to put this new world with no borders in place. They're going to put a world in where there won't be, you know, oil and gas. There won't be cattle. He won't be eating meat. You'll be eating bugs and synthetic foods. Uh, you know, kind of like the show Soylent Green. Well, maybe not. But you know, it's. It, it, you know, farming is going to be redone. Every every part of your life is going to be reordered. You won't you won't own anything. You'll, you'll rent everything. You won't own a car. You won't own a home. But but you'll love it. It'll be fantastic. And and, and you know, this elite class will own everything, and you'll basically be a serf. You know, because that's what they're used to doing in 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 in, in Europe for the last thousand years. Uh, quite frankly, closer really probably it's really more. 400, 500 years, but 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 that that's what they want, and so they're not going to give up. They're going to keep fighting, and they're going to make sure they get what they want. They are very smart. They're playing to win. They're utterly ruthless and vicious, and, and so you have to understand that. So so with the oil, it's like we've got to get this down. So so some of the things they do, they they changed up the uh, the the weight of the of the uh, of the Brent crude. Uh, it, it, so typically, the oil's priced in Brent crude in West Texas Intermediate, and production's falling some in 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 the North Sea because of the rules and regulations and taxes are just spiraled out of control up there. So companies are cutting back their drilling. So they said, "Look, why don't we add 25% West Texas crude?" Well, you know, put me on this is a little complicated, but into the into the Brent mix for the pricing in Brent, uh, West Texas crude's five to ten dollars cheaper. So by putting twenty five percent less, twenty five percent West Texas crude, they artificially lower the benchmark price of crude oil on the markets that everybody sees. And that's one way to do it. The, the other way to do it, the uh, uh, the energy. Uh, uh, the, the uh, EIA, uh, which is the Energy, I think, Information Agency, what they did is when you produce natural gas, you, you have natural gas and you've got natural gas liquids, NGLs, which is your, which is a little heavier parts of natural gas that are they're more liquid. Uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, I'm not sure which ones those are. Uh, uh, anyway, but, but it, 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 it's, it's the liquids, uh, NAPTA, things like that. And so what they did is, is they look, they said, look, 
why don't we move the so we have natural gas production, NGL production, oil and gas, and oil production. So they said, look, why don't we move the NGLs because they're sort of like they're liquid into the oil side of the equation, and that will that will make oil production in the United States go up, and then people will see there's oil production going up in the United States and go, oh, we better, we better, you know, it looks like uh, oil's coming down. And what it's going to it's going to make the price. People think that that there's more production on the market, and it's good, and the price is going to come down. They're doing everything they can to push down oil, oil and gas to control inflation. Again, the, remember the narrative for 24 is to reelect Joe Biden. And again, I, I don't think I'm being political here. I mean, if, if Trump was there, they would do it. But but I, I generally believe that it's basically let's reelect. Joe Biden on steroids, which is whatever it takes, we're going to do. This. It, 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 and so this is this is why why you've seen oil and gas. They've been pushing it down. Inflation's been pushing it down. So the question is, is inflation over now? That this is the, or is it's just are they just creating an illusion out there? The same with spending. They 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 set up so we had the infrastructure bill. I had eight hundred billion dollar infrastructure bill and we had an 850 billion dollar uh they tried to keep just under a trillion dollars uh these bills the the uh wipe out inflation now bill which which was really the green new deal bill but everybody hates the green new deal so they, they called that we want to get it with inflation so they named it that so those those things were passed about two years ago well the spending started this year and it's going to go into next year but again again you want to make that economy look as good as possible for the election remember the whole thing is about the election there are there are two utterly and remarkably different paths going forward if you you know if you go back look through i'll say a minimum of the last since the last civil war there's really been the difference between the Republican and Democratic Party has typically been the the the, the Republicans want more defense spending, uh, they, you know, they want lower taxes, uh, less regulation. You know, the, the Democrats wanted higher taxes, a little more regulation, uh, less defense spending, and more spending uh, for welfare. It, 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 but it wasn't a whole lot of difference. Uh, but right now, there is a there is a fork in the road that the United States is going to have to is going to have to be. Do you go with with a high tax, high regulatory, yellow nothing? Uh, we don't believe in borders world, or do you go, you know, more of a human human centric world of look? We we think people should have the right to freedoms. They should have the right to choose what they want to do. We want to have lower taxes. We want to have less regulation. We believe a border is important. And, and, and those, that, that, those, that, there is no – that's a fork in the road is, what we're, is, is where we're headed toward. And so, so, so this, this, this battle is going to play out in 24. And so we have to understand that, and that's going to be the defining characteristic of the markets next year. Now, the, the question comes in is, is, well, tell you what, let's take a quick break. I've gone a little over time. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages.
Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. Com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. And so we're just talking about for 24. And one of the big stories is going to be the, is going to be the, the election. It's going to be the election. I think it's going to be the defining story. So, so, so the Biden administration has set it up. They've tried to force oil prices down. They've done all, all types of tricks and to lower the price, to uh, increase the supply, to, uh, to keep the so inflation drops, they 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 press they they pressure. I mean, it's really been fascinating to watch uh, the the comments after Chairman Powell's speech. Like, what what the hell was what was that? I mean, you know, it's like he he suddenly he pivots and says they're going to start cutting, and the stock market you know surges up you know five hundred points, and and gold goes up fifty dollars. It it, it 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 it's like oh my god, this guy is is, is going to start flooding this with money again. And, but it was right before it was right you know it was a couple of weeks ago it was right before triggered a big bull market uh, it, it, a move in the stock market and uh, and and kind of goosing the market into year end but that was to make it so the numbers are good for year end but it was what something else that's happening is remember the higher the stock market is the more capital gains uh, it, it, it typically the capital gains have averaged about five uh, about three and a half percent. Of 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 federal revenue. Well, recently they've gone up as high as over eight percent, and, and we don't see the final numbers on this stuff yet. But 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 again, when the stock when 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 you see the stock market up, particularly the magnificent seven with the big mega cap, 
Okay. Okay. Okay, well, hold just a second, Charles. When you see the big mega caps up that high, that's going to drain a lot of tax, of tax revenue. For, now, keep in mind, last year, the, 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 for fiscal 23, which ended in September, uh, in the September, the, the, uh, September, October, the, the, uh, deficit was about $1.7 trillion. But that doesn't, in, if you include the 300 billion they got added back because the Supreme Court said you can't, you can't sit there and write off all the the student loans for individuals. It was a two trillion dollar deficit that can't keep up. If this deficit spirals out of control next year, the Democrats are toast. Now that 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 could happen, and that's going to be one of the big stories going forward. Is it, because the 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 consumers starting to slow down. It, it, we're starting to see uh, we're starting to see freight uh, uh, Federal Express you know miss miss numbers that, that that's a big shipper that that's a, somewhat of a concern so they're starting to run out of all the free money they got from COVID but there's a big infrastructure program there's the, there's the Green New Deal money there's the the semiconductor plants you know fifty sixty billion dollars they're doing to give away to the semiconductor companies to put the plants in and there's reshoring so so, so there's this cross current in here right now so so, so what's going happen is is does the economy hold up and at what point does it start faltering and when it does the deficit blows out and at that point in time either interest rates go up or the dollar plunges and that's going to be one of the big stories for next year and i and we talk about some ways to sit there and play that but take, let's take a quick call from charles morning charles John? good morning ted uh i had a question i saw a headline last week or this past week, um, that that uh, uh, what the Wells Fargo division, or I guess on, uh, I guess one of their subsidiaries or their division, and uh, I think it was Arizona, voted to unionize. Now this is to me kind of unusual from, from my perspective because, you know, to have bank employees unionize kind of makes me wonder. Well, what? what's going on here now of course this is only i believe in arizona but my question to you is do you see do you see this as a trend developing in the rest of the banking industry or is this do you think it's just it's just a one-off thing i tell you what i i'm not sure about the banking industry itself but i think the unions are clearly becoming more powerful i think that was more of a one-off there although i have to tell you after just you know mentioning to our to the people to show the importance of using smaller banks, which I have a number of smaller banks we use, but I do have a Wells Fargo account, and those poor people are way overworked compared to any other bank I've been to. And, uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I look. I think the union. Look, the problem is inflation is really digging into working people's. Uh, Salary, see here. Yeah, they they can't afford it. But if you sit there and look at it, they, 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 there's also massive demand for workers, and people can't get workers, so there is demand. So so employees have a lot of power, and unions have power right now. And, and so either companies increase wages, or, or they're going to risk being unionized. Uh, you know, not all of them, but but some sectors that's clearly a problem. And so I think union, unions are are going to spread to some extent uh, and, and increase their powers going up. And there's a shortage because remember, keep in mind, you know, the unions after the 1980s really started plunging because there was excess workers. That's when we moved all the factories overseas to China. Well, now that's now reversing, and so the unions are getting more power. That that's the answer to the question. Yeah. Well, 
I uh, they did give a I guess in, in interviewing one of the employees or whoever it was that was pushing the unionization for Wells Fargo at least in Arizona was that uh, they 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 were claiming that yes they were underpaid and and you know and I mean and, and so to me I I mean that may be a signal to the banks that look if you want to keep the unions out you need to start as you say you know increasing wages and i don't know you personally i think it's a it i i never understood the the unions i'm sure that in in the old days the 1800s when you had the robber barons and all i mean they were taking advantage of people i mean they had their place but i i think to be electing of you know some big fat union bosses and all that draw big salaries and everything and then sit there. I I I think the people would, you know. I I mean, I know Texas is not really big on unions per se, but I just think that you know it's a it would be a negative if if this trend were to continue. And I think really it might be a message to the rest of the banks that hey, look, you know, if you want to keep these people out, you know, or unionization, that you know you need to you need to start hiring more people so that these people are not, you know, as you say doing five different tasks at one time and that sort of thing so but anyway okay well i appreciate your uh your insight on that yeah thanks charles i mean look i i charles i mean to your point i think this is why inflation is likely not going back down to two percent at any time soon i mean there's a lot of pressure to uh, raise wages in the country and wages as we talked about this show are very sticky. So I, I, th- I think there's going to be unions are going to probably do well going forward. Uh, workers' salaries are going to have to go up and uh, because there's a shortage of people, uh, <laughs> excuse me, particularly qualified people. And, uh, and and one of the things, you know, I was talking to someone in New Mexico, you know, a pretty high-level person out there, and they're like, look, we're, there's going to be a shortage of people until they, they kind of cut back on these COVID benefits these people have. But that's another story. But it, So inflation is not going away. Uh, yeah. Good call. It, it, Thanks, Charles. Yeah. It, it, just one quick item, uh, Ted. Uh, the key that you said about qualified people, companies need to get back and start doing meaningful training for the people because – if you don't invest, you know, take your retained earnings and start investing, and I'm not talking about CRT training and, you know, all that diversity stuff. I mean, real skill training, I mean, nothing's going to improve because it seems if you just go to the lowest common denominator and go to some other country, that isn't going to benefit anyone, including the company or the employees. So they really need to get back to doing some really good training like used to be done in these companies. But anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Thank you, Ted. Good, good. But no, that's an excellent point, Charles. I mean, I, I think that's they used to promote people up inside the companies, and too often times these companies are just you know, they're they're putting out and trying to get the perfect person for the job at another company when they they can boot right. people up, and I, I, that's starting to happen. But but thanks for the call, Charles. Sure. So so, so this is, this inflation is not way. That's another for 2024. I, I think they've pushed down oil as much as they can. Uh, if you look, if the economy goes into a recession, probably so. But 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 we're dealing with a lot of issues. I mean, a lot of complex issues. We just talked about the Federal Reserve Chairman pushing the stock market up. But there's another thing that's even more concerning about it. That, that, that was a real outlier call. I mean, Jerome Powell. I mean, inflation's going down. They, rates were going down some. Things were looking good. The market was up. You know, there was no reason for him to sit there and say, "Well, we, we're done cutting rates," which is effectively what he said on the call. As I said, gold shot up $50 right away. And so that was like, wow, this is unexpected. But the other thing people haven't thought about, what if 
the reason, in addition to trying to help out the the, uh, the Biden administration, which which clearly he is, what what if the more concerning thing is, what if there's problems in the banking sector? What if all these loans? I mean, some of these banks and brokerage firms have uh, and we have a lot of experience in this area. Have you know they have you know tens tens of billions of dollars worth, in some cases hundreds of billions of dollars worth of of losses in their bond portfolios, which they've shifted to held the maturity since they're down, so they don't want to mark them to market. And, and, and a lot of them are, are, are lending to the uh, the bank temporary funding program. They're, they're giving in the bonds, and they're giving 100 percent of the dollar back to them uh, to try to save. What if they're trying to make the bank's balance sheets look better in the year, and they're more concerned? And that's the other thing. I I, I, I think that was a real concern about what what Powell said, because the question is likely. Look, I think we have to look at this thing. We had interest rates. At, at, at a record move in interest rates. Interestingly, I think the ten-year bond. Let, let me let me pull it up here because I saw this and, and I was kind of surprised by this. The the ten-year bond has gone down. Uh, bear with me just a second. Uh, yeah, it's going down close to. It started the year at uh, at. Uh, Three point three point six percent, and it's at three point nine. So it's gone right back down to where it was because there's a lot of losses out there in, in the in 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 the the banking sector, uh, the brokerage sector, in their bonds, in an insurance sector. But there's also losses coming in 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 real estate, and so these inter, these higher mortgages. Keep in mind, two years ago, you could get a mortgage at at maybe three and three quarters percent. They went up to eight and a quarter percent here a couple months back. And that's a massive move. And and we haven't really seen real estate prices come down fully yet, particularly commercial real estate and even housing, because there's quote a shortage of housing. And 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 one of the reasons there's a shortage of housing is because. Companies are building subdivisions for rental, you know, following Larry Fink you know, of BlackRock and the, the global economic forums, uh, the, the idea of, of you'll own nothing and you'll love it. So they want to make rental houses. And so up near our neighborhood, they put a subdivision of rental houses. Well, it's a couple miles away, which is a couple miles too close as far as I'm concerned. But it's another story. Uh, the they're putting in whole subdivisions. So instead of people, a couple hundred people getting a house, they're getting rental houses. So the people trying to buy a house, young people, they're trying to start their families and build up wealth. They can't because in the future, no one will build up wealth. You'll love it and you'll own nothing. It's like, it's actually like, I mean, it's really fascinating to me. There's, there's like, Democracy and capitalism, you own things, you, you, you'll be, you know, you build up wealth and you work hard. There's communism where you actually, they'll let you own your house and stuff, but, you know, we're trying, it's more for the greater good. And then there's like the global economic forum, which is you'll own nothing. We'll tell you everything to do, how to live your life completely, but we're like the altruistic, we're the, you know, we're going to save the planet. Like, and everyone's like, wait a minute. Of these three choices, nobody is going to pick you people at all. I mean, who puts you in power? And, and so, so this 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 battle is we're talking about. So, so the question is for twenty four is again, the con- they're going to try to make the economy go good, good, good. People have been predicting a recession for the last two years. 
We, we've been saying there's going to be inflation. Everyone's like, no, there's not going to be inflation. The economy's going on. They said, no, we're economy's going to hold up better than expected. We said, we said there's going to be inflation, inflation, and there was. Now, we sort of thought maybe it starts slowing down now some. But one of the reasons why everybody has been claiming for the last two years, I don't think we have, but lot, the majority of Wall Street people have been claiming a recession is, is, is because – what they they missed is is the sheer amount of government spending. As we just said, they had a two trillion dollar deficit. If you add the three hundred billion dollars back from the student loan forgiveness, they had to add back the next year. That, that's this is a twenty four trillion dollar, twenty three trillion dollar economy. I mean. That alone, if 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 you know if if the economy's chugging along even, and I go spend another two trillion dollars out of thin air, the economy is going to go up. Yeah, and even if even it, and so you know, it, 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 let's say it's a twenty trillion dollar economy, and that's ten percent spending. Well, if the economy is going to go down five percent, it might still be up three percent because I put all this money into the system, and that that's what's ha- so. This money, look, the money's going to end next year. It's, it's hard to see how it does it. So we know we're going into an economic slowdown. The market is going to start uh, anticipating that. But the question is, does this mean the inflation is going to have gone away by then? Interest rates are going to go back down to you know one and a half percent in the ten year, and everything is going to be great, like the Fed and, and the Democrats and everyone wants you to think that's not going to happen at all. And that's the problem. That, that somewhere in here, that the, the, the world we live in. You know, of of, of sky high uh, stock market because the seven stocks and in a wonderful world is going to clash with it. We can spend as much money as we want. Two, one, two trillion dollar deficits. Money's raining from the sky. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Uh, it, you know, that's going to come to an end and it's going to hit reality. And it's likely going to be next year. And, and that that's the thing you have to understand. Uh, you know, this thing, this inflation is not going to go away. We just we. We just had Charles talk about the the, 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 the people, in, uh, you know, the unions, and uh, you know, where unions are gaining power, where no one can find workers, and, and where workers are having to deal with inflation, they're demanding raises. That's not the world you're going back to two percent inflation, and we're right, we're struggling. We might never see inflation above two percent again. Remember that a couple, you know, five. Three years ago, three or four years ago, it might never happen. Well, then it went to nine percent. So, so this is something. Excuse me. Uh, this is something that that we have to sit there and and, and deal with uh, on it and understand. So, going into next year, uh, again, it's going to be a much more volatile market because what did we just say? We said, look, they're going to try to hold everything up for the economy. They're going to try to make everything look good. Uh, with the oil prices, they, they pushed them down about as far as they can. They're probably going to go up next year. Real estate is probably going to continue to fall. There's going to be possible banking issues next year. How do you deal with, at some point in time, the, the discussion in a presidential election has come up, can we infinitely spend money like we have? It, and the answer for most people and most people in the rest of the world is going to be no. And, and, I, and, and so we're going to start getting some answers of what type of world we're going to live in next year you know, going forward. And there's two distinct paths. So what path is going to be chosen? You know, it's, it's like we, we, you know, last time they, they elected Joe Biden, oil prices, oil stocks collapsed. We loaded the boat with the big oil companies and our clients did really well. There's always opportunity out there. But 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 it's going to be a tougher market going forward. And so that that's the thing you want to understand. Now, I'll tell you what, we've got to take another quick break and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone, the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. So the next time you want to listen to us, your smartphone is now your smart radio. We're always on. This is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. So we just talked about... We just talked about 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 the things that they're going into the election. How how it, 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 the oil prices have been pushed down. Government spending has been ramped up. Uh, how you know the Fed has tried to start loosening to try to help help out push the stock market higher, all to try to get get this going. They swept the two trillion dollar budget under the rug. Nothing to see here. Rates are going to go back to one point five percent on the ten year. We, we don't think that's going to happen. And the other thing that that's out there is we're still dealing with the the Russia uh, Ukraine war, which the United States is is basically it's a proxy war with the United States through through to Ukraine. If you notice. The, the, the Republicans are like, look, we're not funding this. We're done with this. The conservatives are done with this. This is ridiculous. We need to have peace talks. Uh, but if you notice, there's no talks. There, there's nothing about peace talks at all. We've run our munitions down and fallen into a trap. Now, is we're, we're supporting Israel in, 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 against, after being attacked by Hamas, and that's requiring huge amounts of munitions there. 
So we had, and now the 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 Houthis are shut that shut off the Red Sea, which is going to which is going to raise the cost of shipping, which is going to increase inflation, is likely going to raise oil prices as well. And, and look, if something could blow up in the whole Middle East at any one time, the U.S. has tried to pull like a group of of all the nations to support them and fight the Houthis, which is the same stuff they use with the Iran War, you know, a coalition of the willingness. And, and, and I noticed that that. France and a number of countries are saying, no, we're not going to support it. And what's, what's happening is people are worried they're going to get dragged into another war here. It, 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 because you, people are losing confidence in the United States. I mean, they're like, hey, we're going to take care of the Houthis. Come join us. They're like, wait a minute. You screwed up the Ukraine war. Your borders are wide open. There's millions of people pouring across. <laughs> you know, half a million a month or more now are pouring across your borders. Your deficits are out of control. So this is not the, this is not a good situation out there. This is why the dollar has been falling the way it has been. And so so we have to deal. What's going to happen there? That's going to be inflationary. You know, shutting up the, off the, the the what they're doing is shutting off the Suez Canal. You shut the Suez Canal off. That's inflationary. And so. So, the, again, this is another thing out there. Yet the market's at all-time highs. So what's going on? Well, you've got seven stocks. And I've seen so many ways to compare this. There's seven stocks, which is your Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Meta, or Facebook, Google, uh, NVIDIA, and Tesla. And they're, they're at about a trillion, a, 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 uh, I don't know, about a $12 trillion market cap, $12, $13 trillion market cap, massive. Any way you look at it, I mean, some people, it's like they're outperforming 75% of the, of, the, of the stocks in the S&P 500 right now, which most of them are, everybody's underperforming. Huge numbers of stocks are down. Uh, but these, stock, these stocks are up. The, the seven stocks make up over 30% of the S&P 500. That's, that's the highest uh, for, for the information, I've been going back to the 1980s. Uh, it's the highest percentage. These seven stocks make up a huge part of the S and P 500. It's almost becoming like a like a a Ponzi scheme in a way for them. It, it, but but it, it, you could take the, the, those seven stocks. It, I think exceed the market capitalization of like France and and and. Uh, I think those seven stocks on on the on the world indexes exceed. The the, uh, the the percentages of I think France, the UK, and China combined as percentages. Or I think I think Japan was in there too as percentages of the world indexes. These seven stocks are dominating, absolutely dominating the world today. And and at this valuation, when things go wrong with those type of companies, the, the, the valuation is there's going to be a compression of valuation. Much like, look, we, we, we said back in November of, of 2021 that, look, these stocks cannot hold up. When those stocks start going down, the market cap's at $12 trillion and people start selling. Where's the trillion, $2 trillion it's going to take as things start going badly? Who's going to come in and, and, and put that money in to support the stocks? And the answer is it's not going to happen. And, and, and so I, I think people don't understand how – Top heavy, this the stock and unstable the stock market is because of these seven stocks. It, you know, when you got five hundred stocks in the portfolio, there's always something up going up and down. But when the, when those stocks dominate the averages, I think I think it's Apple it has a bigger market capitalization than any company. I think IBM back in the seventies had a little bit somewhat close to it, 
Uh, but I think it's Apple and Microsoft are like like 13% of the indexes. Uh, and so, so, so you have a very concentrated, very narrow market. And I think... Any, any way you look at this, I've seen so many comparisons, you know, like the seven stocks, you know, the market capitalization of Apple is the size of Germany or something, just one one ridiculous thing after another. And when things get re- this ridiculous, they tend not to last, go on forever. And, and so the problem is, is when that selling starts next year, it's going to be like 2022, with just not enough there's no way they can keep this all up. And, and, and so, again, I think you're going to see a lot more volatility. They were, they were able to kind of the – last, the last month or so, the, 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 these big stocks have kind of gone up. The Fed has come in and said, look, we've ended we've – ended, uh, no, no more rate hikes. We're going to start cutting here in the future. That, the, the Wall Street's expecting six rate cuts next year. You get six rate cuts next year, that means you've got a materially slower economy. And I find it hard to believe how the economy is going to slow down and and, and, and earnings are going to continue to ratchet higher, and, and, and so the market is in a is in our opinion is a no win situation here for next year. And, and I think it's going to take higher levels of cash and more caution, as we talked about. One uh, interesting, if you look at the, at the at the valuation of of equities versus commodities, it's at a 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 year low in valuation, and and, and I think the commodities. Are, are, are going to be a better place to be. There's enormous amounts of money all over the place. It, 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 you know, the Fed has flooded the world of money, uh, printing money, the government spending money. Like it's two trillion, two trillion dollar deficit last year. You know, we're we're we're, we're borrowing about thirty percent. Every dollar the government spends, they're borrowing about thirty percent of it. I mean, think about that. And so this can't go on. And so there's a lot of money out there. But but there's only a limited amount of commodities. Copper copper hit a uh, hit a, has been moving up in here, and, and supposedly uh, China you know China's economy is not that good. Well, they're borrowing more copper now. Likely they're trying to replace, you know, they're, they're trying to maybe as an alternative to the dollar. But 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 commodities we think are going to be a, a good place to be next year because it's kind of counterintuitive in the past if the economy slowed commodities weren't the best place to be but if you live in a, an inflationary world the commodities will hold their value and that that's that's something that, that that that's going to sit there i think become a bigger and bigger story the other interesting thing next year is the more work we do on the precious metal the gold and the silver the better it looks I'll give you a couple things here. Uh, and by the way, we're writing about this in our Max Out Savings Report. We're coming up with our, our year-end outlook. We're going to put out a couple reports pretty quickly on all this stuff. I would, actually, I got most of it done. I just wanted to wait till next week because I figured no one's going to read it uh, over Christmas. But uh, if you look at, at gold, the, a couple interesting things are happening. Costco came in, and, and they, 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 they put in their you know, Costco website, one-ounce gold bars for sale. They sell out within hours. As soon as they come on the website, they're gone. And, and they've sold $200 billion worth of, of gold in the last – $200 million uh, – no, $100 million worth of gold. I've got to check this out in the last quarter. $100 million, which is an extraordinary number. I've had to double-check that a couple times to make sure it's right. And, uh, but it's an enormous amount of money uh, that they're buying. But if you look at China, China, young people, China, Chinese are buying gold. And what the, the government of China is encouraging it to some extent. Gold and coin, gold coins and bar have increased 
uh, 16% in China. Chinese people, their stock market's down, real estate's down. They're like, hey, gold's going up. I want to buy gold. There's a billion and a half people in China. Now, next year, there might be 1.4 billion and we have 100 billion across our border, but that's another story. Uh, the, but uh, if these guys start buying, anything the Chinese start buying takes off and runs. It, the, the Chinese, the, the, the People's Bank of China opened a facility so you can actually convert your cash into gold. You, you know, you can take it up and they'll give you gold. You can go to the bank and say, I've got, you know, I've got $25,000 worth of gold. They'll give you a loan, you know, maybe $20,000 or whatever. You can, so you can use it as collateral uh, on it. It, it's, it, and young people are really starting. Young people really like gold in China. They're all buying gold. So, so this, this, if you look at what gold exploded in the seventies, Americans were buying gold like crazy. And, and, and history doesn't repeat; it rhymes, and it, pe- it appears to be coming from China now. It, 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 and as I said a couple times earlier in the show, when uh, not Alan Greenspan, but. but uh, when Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, said, look, we're done raising rates, we'll probably cut next year, gold that day went up $50. And if you look at the at the price of gold, interest rates have been falling because the because inflation's falling. Well, gold should have gone down. It, it, it hasn't. Instead, it's, it's gone up. It's, it's right now, it's about $2,070 an ounce. It keeps going higher. Uh, you know, with with all this stuff happening, with the interest rates falling, it should have been dropping, but it's going up. It, it's moving counter to what it usually does, and that's telling you that there's there. I, I think you're going to see a substantial bull market. Well, it's it's already happening this year, but higher prices in gold and silver next year as well, and they're likely to outperform uh, much of the market. Uh, Again, because we don't believe the inflation has gone away. I mean, the idea that, you know, they're talking about core was at 1.9 or something. I mean, it's just a ridiculous number. Nobody believes that. I mean, just go to the grocery store. And the big thing was shipping costs have gone down. A lot of it was shipping costs. It, it, so we're seeing deflation in, in big ticket items like couches and outdoor furniture from the pandemic. But a lot of, of, of more bulkier things have gone down in price because shipping has gone down. It's a big you know, it costs money to ship a bulkier thing. Well, the shipping is starting to go back up again. And when oil prices move up again, which they're going to do, shipping is going to go up and the inflation is going to go up. And so so we really like the commodity sector. I, I, I think you want to be – I think, you know, there's – you know, in, in hockey, you don't, you don't skate where the, the puck is. You, you skate where it's going to go. And I think this is the case. I think that is going to continue to be – a, a better the commodity sector is going to be a better area. Uh, I think sometime next year, uh, if you look at the at the these AI stocks, it's interesting. Interest rates exploded higher, and, and, the, and the stocks kept going up. There was so much money come into it. As we said, I think there's going to be some pri- surprises in AI. I believe next year Elon Musk is going to have a, 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 a phone come out tied with AI. It's going to be based on to protect your privacy. I think that's going to that's going to go after uh, that. That's going to hurt Facebook. I think it's going to hurt Apple. I think it's going to hurt, of course, Apple, Google. Uh, all, even Mike, I think all of these guys could be under some pressure because what nobody has thought about with AI, you know, running around all over the place, all the companies, you know, all, it was remarkable. I think it was like, like 
80-something percent of the companies on their conference calls were talking about AI. Well, nobody's given any thought to what happens if, if, if human beings have AI and their AI can manage their finances, manage their searches, and manage their purchases. So these companies, which are Apple, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, which are making a fortune – following you around in, 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 in your every move, you know, so they can sit there and sell your data to people. What if someone comes in and says, wow, I'll give you a way to get around these people so they won't keep, so they won't keep following you and using their AI to, to, you know, to target you and to try to convince you to do something and put you at a disadvantage and said, you get, what if human beings get the AI instead of companies? Think about that. And, and Elon Musk, Gronk AI, is an updated uh, real-time AI uh, chat GPT is 18 months because they don't want individuals, you know, looking at having the AI predicting things. Well, you know, they want to be able to have that for themselves. And that, that's, that's, that's why this, this, these attacks on, on Elon are happening. Anyway, so it's, a lot of stuff is going to happen next year, very volatile year. If you want to follow it, a couple things. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. We send these out once a month. We didn't send one out in November. We were so busy. We we're going to send out, okay, a couple of those things. It's a completely free report. We're not going to bother you. It's a private list. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, I'll be happy to sit down with you and personally show you how we manage money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're here in Houston, Texas. This is our headquarters. Uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can request an appointment. Until then, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That, my friends, is the, the key to building up wealth over the long term. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.